Go! A happy Halloween to each and every one of you. We're going to talk about a whole lot tonight. Obviously, the first college football playoff rankings have been released, and LSU just got absolutely shafted in the rankings. We'll get to that in just a second. But I do want to start tonight's live stream talking about Mike Denbrock. Okay. You have heard me during this film study, I say this film study, but all our film studies blown away by the play calling of Mike Dimbrock. And as someone that watches every single play multiple times over and breaks it down for all of you, and also our film studies tend to have more of an offensive slant anyway, um, the offense that we are running while it's not completely different, it is better, right? It's not just that Jaden Daniels has played better. It's not just the fact that our offensive line has taken a leap forward. It's just Mike Dimbrock is him, right? And I want to start this live stream off saying he deserves the Frank Bros Award. I feel like the offensive coordinator of the best offense in the sport deserves the award that goes out to the nation's best assistant coach. Now, LSU won this award in 2019. Joe Brady won the award. I feel Mike Dimbrock definitely deserves it because we did not look like this last year. I think we're kind of forgetting how poor some of our offensive performances were last year in some games. So, especially if LSU puts up a good bit of offense versus Nick Saban. Um, I think for me, you are going to be blown the frick away if Mike Dimbrock is your Broyles Award winner. Because before the year, I think when it comes to the Broyles watch list, Matt House was on that list, but Mike Dimbrock wasn't. So, you know, I feel as if I'm, I'm writing something down because I want to get to this um, a little bit later. Um, I feel as if LSU very well could be uh, in position to have a lot of awards go their way on the offensive side of the football. So give some love to Mike Dimbrock and what he's doing right now. And I do want to address these mysterious rumors that are out there, right, um, about interest from other schools. Um, I will say this. I'm not sure if Mike Dimbrock wants to be a head coach at this point in his career. I do believe that's something that would interest him. I do also think where you should be worried is the NFL. Okay. You always have heard this cliche, but it's just the truth. The NFL is a copycat league. Okay. What do we know about the NFL? Well, I think the best offense in the NFL up to this point in the year has been the 49ers and the Dolphins, okay? What does Mike Dimbrock do basically more than anybody else in college football? Pre-snap motion, okay? Now, he's not to the level of a Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel as a play caller. I would never say that. But 
he is very creative with pre-stamp motion. That was even with our offense being so up and down last year. So you could just look it up that we are amongst the nation's leaders in pre-stamp motion percentage. That has been the big buzzword this year in, um, in, in the NFL offense, right? There's always a new fad, right? And this year, the word that you hear um, on and on and on is motion, okay? The second thing, remember, the NFL is a copycat league, okay? What was the big offensive coordinator move this offseason? The biggest one was Todd Monken going from Georgia to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has never looked better. And they look really good. They just do. They could win the Super Bowl this year. Um, and Todd is just a really good play caller. And obviously, I'm always going to share some love for Todd because he is a former LSU Tiger as a coach himself, right? So I, I could see Mike Dimbrock go to the NFL next year. There's all kinds of rumors around Mike Dimbrock, okay? Um, here's the thing about losing coordinators. That's a good thing. When you lose coordinators, that is a good thing because that means you are winning. That means you are winning a lot of games, right? That means you are so good that somebody wants you to be their guy, Right. So obviously I would prefer him to stay. I feel he has been the best play caller in the SEC this year. Um, it's either between him and Hypo uh, at this point. Obviously Lane is is Lane. He's great. Um, but Mike Timbrock very well could be your Bowles Award winner by the end of the season. Okay. There could be a whole lot of different things that happen to him. Uh, but could I see him make a leap in some way professionally? I could. I very well could, right? Because obviously next year we're going to have to rebuild a lot of what we do offensively because we're going to have a different type of quarterback. So really excited for Mike. Really excited he's getting this recognition. Um, I'm all, I am always cheer for guys professionally, even if it's not uh, with, with us. Now, if you go to a rival, um, all uh, all bets are off. <laughs> huh? Ha, ha. Um, next topic I want to get to, and we're going to get to all your comments here. Uh, we tied to Jason. Um, Brian, I don't think it affects recruiting. I really don't. Um, we tied a skipper. A lot of you are in here tonight. Tony, Bilbo, I had something. Y'all remind me to get to this a little bit later. Okay. I got mentioned tonight on the Toledo and Buffalo game. Okay. I'll go down and tell the story because Bilbo is uh, obviously really close to T-Bob. All right. So what does that have to do with T-Bob? Well, his, um, his partner is uh, Aaron Murray on the volume. Not his partner in real life. That, Not that. Uh, but his partner on the volume is Aaron Murray, and he's calling the game, uh, the, the Buffalo-Toledo game. And there was a player for uh, Buffalo – I know not Buffalo for Toledo who ran a football into the end zone and he dropped it before he crossed the goal line. Okay. Now one of my dreams is I have two dreams, right? I either want to coach one day or help LSU football in some capacity as a dream or become a national analyst, whether it's play by play studio, whatever. I just want to be on a national scale and get to really live this dream. I'm always looking for something. Okay. What's crazy was uh, the broadcast crew didn't catch it. And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, hey, th they did not see this. So I rewound it, filmed it, and actually sent it to Aaron Murray. I tagged him in, on Twitter and, and said, hey, you guys want to check a replay here? 
And I also tag Buffalo football. And the reason why I bring this up is, well, this same thing happened in the LSU-Alabama game a few years ago, right? Keyshawn Booty did it. And you should always carry the football past the goal line. Or you don't want to celebrate too soon, right? Um, I think I've seen John Emery have a tendency to to, to drop the football. I, I don't remember who. I think it's someone. Either way, we need to make sure we don't make the same mistake. So I was like, God, how did nobody from Buffalo see this? So the ESPN broadcast then went to um, a commercial break. And then about 10 minutes later, they pulled up a thing. And Clay Matvick, who is uh, the play-by-play guy, uh, he, 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 didn't, he didn't say my name. All right. I was like, hey, I'm not Destiny's child, but just say my name, man. And he was like, social media is a buzz saying that the ball was dropped before the goal line. I was like, dang, Aaron. And I met Aaron at the SEC championship game. I was like, shout me out, bro. Shout me out. Uh, but they didn't. That's okay. And, but they did show the replay, and he dropped the football before the goal line. So, Buffalo, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, what, what are you doing? But shout out to Aaron Murray. So he responded to me on Twitter and said, thank you for pointing that out. And Aaron Murray's a great guy. He's a great guy. I've only met him once, but he's always seemed like he's a super nice guy. So all I ask in return, all right, I'm just going to make this public. I don't know if any of y'all know Aaron. We got to get Aaron Murray on the channel. And the reason why I want to get Aaron Murray on the channel is I want to send him this card right here. Uh, his good buddy, Zach Mettenberger, their history, uh, going back to the Georgia days. So that was pretty cool. Obviously, anytime you get to be mentioned, per se, they said social media pointed this out. I was like, show me some love. Um, next thing, and obviously, if you guys have any questions, feel free to super chat. We'll go straight to it. We're obviously going to get to all your comments as we normally do on this glorious Tuesday Halloween night. I had a whole lot of you message me saying, hey, I won't be at the live stream tonight because I'm at trick-or-treating. I always say this. PHL is very important. I like when you guys get to watch with the family. That's great. But go spend time with the kiddos. Go trick-or-treating. I will always be here. Okay? Super dads and super moms of PHL. Do the daggum thing. Now, next thing. You know, in life, um, and I wrote about this in uh, the Patreon, right, recently, that I feel like in my life, I'm 34, so I've got a lot of life to live. But, you know, you do begin to wonder uh, if you do the sports media stuff, if you're ever going to make it big. I always think about that. Am I ever going to do anything like just truly big? Um, and I'm like, did I take enough risk? I mean, I took a lot of risk in my career, right? But I feel like sometimes I didn't take enough. I didn't, I didn't take enough leap of face, right? And what a lot of like these motivational you know, speakers will say, you got to challenge yourself. You got to go out there and really put your best foot forward in life. Go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. Go live your life. Be bold. We talked about that last week at Patreon that Jaden Daniels has been more bold. He has committed more turnovers, and that is a good thing. Right, we want him. That that means he's being more bold. That's what we want. That's what we want. But the truth is, in college football, you should not be bold. You should not be bold. And the way I know this is because of these college football playoff rankings. Okay, if you just missed it, this happened um, earlier tonight, 
And I found this to be so unbelievably fascinating, okay? They want to tell us, hey, guess what? If you challenge yourself in life, you will be rewarded. So if that's the case, why on earth is Missouri ranked ahead of LSU? What is the only reason? Can someone in the chat tell me why Missouri is ranked ahead of LSU? What did just explain it? The only way you can explain this. Someone in the chat right now, finish that sentence for me. Or if you're just driving around listening to this on podcast version, tell me right now why Missouri is ranked ahead of LSU. And as always, one of our sharpest viewers, Jared, will tell you one loss. Danny Girl, only one loss. Samuel, one loss versus two. Arthur, thank you for the super chat. We're going to go straight to this right after I'm done making this point. Folks, don't challenge yourselves. The only reason, the only reason is because LSU played Florida State to start the season. That is it. There is no other reason why Missouri should be ranked ahead of LSU. Head-to-head should matter, right? Head-to-head should matter. LSU went to Missouri and beat them, okay? LSU's only loss is to the number four team. Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, Carter, why are you spending any time on this? This is going to sort itself out. If we don't beat Alabama, none of it matters. Well, it does. Because if you're going to tell me that Avoiding losses is more important than going out there and, and challenging yourselves. And what are we doing here? Right? What are we doing here? Now, you can go back and listen to the live streams. I would have been justifiably okay if Tennessee had gotten into the playoff over us last year. I would have been okay with that because they went into our building and beat the crap out of us. I would have been mad as a fan, but I would have been okay with that. But Tennessee ultimately lost to Georgia, and they lost on the road to South Carolina. Okay? So they ended up getting that second loss. But if Tennessee had remained at one loss, I would have been fine with one loss Tennessee getting in over two losses, one of those losses being them blowing us out at our our building. Would have been fine with that. Okay? If I go to your house and beat you, that matters. And it was a close game. It was a close game, but that matters. Now, the second thing I'd bring up about this is Georgia. Georgia being number two. They've not played anyone. Okay? Now, it's not their fault that Oklahoma chickened out. So... I would have probably had, if you're basing this just on resume, I would have had Ohio State 1 and Florida State number 2. Okay? Uh, I'm not saying the SEC is is better uh, than or worse than the ACC. It's just that Georgia's not really played anyone yet. Right? So, still, I it's not as bad as Missouri being ahead of LSU. I would love, love the justification behind that. Love it. Everything else I'm I'm pretty fine with. I, I just am. Um, I, I think 
everything is 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 pretty straightforward here. Uh, I I would have Oklahoma ahead of Texas because of the head to head, but it's also a case where you know that game. I mean, they both only have one loss, though, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I think that one's close, uh, but. Then again, I, w- I would probably lean with Oklahoma over Texas uh, if I want to make the argument that the head-to-head shouldn't matter. Okay? So the bottom line is we just got to take care of business, and it'll sort itself out. Okay? But that's the thing. All right? If there is one thing you're ever going to take away from this channel that I am unequivocally right about, is college football is never, and I mean never, about who you beat. It is never about that. Winning games is not important in college football as much as avoiding losing games. Okay? Honestly, go to any person and chat with them about a college football season. They will start with how many losses does a team have instead of who you've beaten, right? And one of my life's missions is to reverse that, okay? Now, if you lose to someone really bad, that does matter. That result should count. But I prefer big wins over not-so-great losses. Now, did Florida State beat the crap out of us? You betcha they did, okay? It was obviously close. We were winning at halftime, but they, they ended up beating the snot out of us. And we can't deny that. We, we can get into it. We didn't have Logan, and it was a first game of the season. Stop it. Stop it. We, we just got our butts kicked. Okay? Um, so, yeah. Now, appreciate Arthur with uh, the super. We're going to get straight to it, Okay. Oh, look, Danny, Danny just texted me a minute ago. Good to see you. Do you think the defense would be better served to play zone or bring blitz pressure? Okay, so let me start by saying this. There is no one defensive scheme you can just sit in all day, Arthur. You just can't do it, okay? The, the, the coordinators and the players are just too good to just play one thing over and over and over again, right? Um. So you obviously have to mix things up. I think what's going to be so key for Matt in this game is to um, have a few calls in his back pocket that Alabama had not seen up to this point in the game. Okay. So, you know, uh, I, I would prefer, though, Arthur to play our guys way off. I know that that sounds annoying. I I understand it. But with the way Alabama plays, I am forcing them to methodically move the football up the field. Okay? And forcing Jalen Milrow to be a precision pocket intermediate thrower of the football. Now, in the NFL, you can't do that. Okay? Uh, All the QBs can throw intermediate for the most part. Okay? Uh, but in this game, you, you, you can't. Now, Jalen Milrow can throw intermediate stuff, but that's not really what he does, right? He is the nation's best when it comes to big-time play rate, 
Okay. So we, we've got to be ready for that. So I'm playing a lot of quarters. I just am playing a lot of quarters and just not letting them, uh, let us, uh, beat it, beat us deep. And then on, if it's third and seven, play a little tighter. Okay. Let's see. I will say this. There is, um, as far as the college football playoff rating, and if you guys want me to keep talking about it, I, I can. One, one, thing, one thing I'll bring up about the rankings is this is always the hardest, right? This is just always the hardest one, the first one. Okay, the first one and the last one is always the hardest one. Something else I give the college football playoff committee a lot of credit for is they don't do a ranking until now. Okay, they just don't. I freaking love that. Okay, you don't know Jack squat until kind of sort of this point in the season. I wish that they moved it to the first we uh, like the first Tuesday in November. I think that would be a little bit better after the LSU Bama game. And, you know, Florida, Georgia would have been done by then. You would have more juggernaut kind of matchups up to this point. Um, but I do like that they don't do opening week rankings. I, I'm really glad that they don't. Now, next thing, okay? Jason, that's not a bad idea. Not every play, but they should do it a little bit more than what they have probably done up to this point, okay? I don't mind zero. I, I don't. It seems risky, the one thing I like about a zero blitz is you cannot have a coverage bust, right? It's, it's virtually impossible. It's either you're getting beat and you're giving up a huge gain or nothing at all, right? Um, you know, it's ironic. Zero was the uh, the pressure that got us, um, got us on offense last time we were in Alabama. We missed uh, Jack Bash for a huge gain um, late in that game. Max did. Um, so I'm wearing my hoodie again. Go to PowerHourLSU.com. Get your hoodie today. If you get two in the mail, I'll send you uh, any kind of rookie card. I got a BTJ. I got a Malik. got a Josh Williams, Mason Taylor. Anybody you want, I'll send it to you. I even send you a Harold Perkins. Go to PowerHourLSU.com slash shop and get your merch today. Now, <sighs> I do want to talk a little bit about the Jaden Daniels, Jalen Milrow uh, dynamic here. Do I think, do I think LSU is in some, some trouble here because we are going on the road and we were clicking and we get the week off. So do we lose a little bit of that momentum and that buzz? No, I, I think we're going to score. I think we're going to put up some points. I do like the over. I, I do. I think we this game could turn track meet-ish, okay? I also think a big defensive play will be made in this game, right? Whether that's us or them, we'll see, as in a pick six or something along that those lines. Hmm. 
on a scale of one to ten, how good, how good, actually, I'll save this question for a second. That's true, Mick. Hit the like button. Good to see you. Jason, good to see you. Uh, Read. And let's go to our super chat here from Sibley. Which factors would you use to make a formula for ranking so many teams? Win-loss weighted, conference weighted, power weighting. What's in your head? Okay. One thing I would not use, Sibley, and Saban brought this up at the end of the year, is like a, a Vegas power ranking. I would not do that. Because, like, whenever you see, like, Vegas power rankings, their job isn't to put the team with, like, the best resume. The results don't matter as much there. Their job is just to pick who would be favored on a neutral field versus another team. Okay? So... Alabama every year has top five talent. Even if they have two or three losses, they are going to be uh, in that top five kind of region, right? So I think, you know, for me, um, Alabama is always going to be power rated high. So power rankings, I, I think from like a Vegas perspective, isn't like the best way of you doing it. I do truly believe, though, that one thing that should be used a little bit more is who you play, right? Um, you know, the college football slate in the opening month of the season is just so not good, right? We don't get enough big matchups to start the year, okay? I understand that this is going to come off bias because we do start every year with a very big-time opponent. But there's a reason why only three teams in the SEC did it this year. It's hard. You don't know who your team is until the bullets start flying. You just don't. Okay? You've got to actually play the game. Okay? Um, so I, I, I would factor that in. Right? LSU second loss outside of a road one versus Ole Miss is a game that they scheduled versus Florida State on a neutral side to start the year. Now, that should affect your ranking if you lose. It should help your ranking if you win, okay? Um, for me, something else, Sibley, I, I would do um, is no matter how you want to um, weigh a, a ranking is – be transparent. Show the actual formula you're using. I truly do believe the playoff committee uses a formula. It's just not plausible, right? Like sometimes at college football, you just got to use, you know, philosophical term called Occam's razor. What is the simplest solution to a complex problem? Okay. So if I'm the committee, which is mostly made of ADs and all these people that are super busy. They don't have time to sit and watch every game and sort every ranking out. So I think they use a formula. They take a look at game control, right? Georgia's practically blown out everyone, okay? They have one close game on the road versus Auburn. But for the most part, their games have been blowouts, 
that should factor in. It is hard to blow a team out. Okay. Conference. Obviously, if you're in the SEC, you deserve, you know, extra praise. But if the ACC is up, give the ACC some love. If the Big Ten is up, give the Big Ten some love. Whatever the case may be. Okay. ACC's kind of been having a middling year. Um, so there, so for me, uh, I think it's important to factor all those things in right now. I will say this. If you hear my doorbell ring, it's because there's trick or treaters out there. Huh? 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 Uh, so, uh, there you go. My dog's going crazy. She was a, she was a, a glizzy a little bit earlier. Uh, I'll show y'all a photo. So there you go. They should use the kiss formula. Type Y for yes if you can hear my dog going crazy. Don't worry, Haley's here, and she will see them. Okay. Thank Johnny says. Jaden is so good. He's not going to be JD5. He's going to be JD6. I love it. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing all kinds of stuff. We're doing Reese's peanut butter cups. We've given out tonight. Uh, that's always a go to Twix, Skittles, Starburst. Is it too late for trick or treat? No, it's only eight forty five. Man, it's early. Give out some football cards. There you go. Um, yeah, you know, SP plus is something that I use quite a bit. Um, Parker's stats of war. Um, but you know, a lot of these analytics, Jason are meant to be predictive, right? So a predictive ranking isn't a ranking that is reflective of what has happened. It is a reflection of what will happen or what they think will happen. Okay? Now, 8 p.m.? Trick or treat supposed to be over at 8 p.m.? No way. You got, I, I'm, I'm up till midnight handing out that candy. You, you, you got to go all out. I don't get tired. Jared, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Y'all gonna be nervous. I'm getting that nervous energy, man. LSU Bama. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Um, but you know, one final thing about, about, about the ranking is it's hard. Okay. It's hard. The 12-team playoff will be so much easier on so many fronts, okay? It just will be. One thing I will mention, I'll put the playoff rankings back up on the screen, okay? I am anti-12, very much anti-12. However, I do 
think this year would be a good year for 12. Okay. Because I do feel this year there are more good teams. Like, I think Oregon and Washington are two of the best the Pac-12 has produced in, in, in a while. Obviously, Florida State. Now, you know, one big brand is down this year, and that is Clemson. But, you know, Georgia and Ohio State, those are the elite Big Ten programs. LSU, Georgia, Alabama, all in the top 15. Texas and Oklahoma, both very freaking good. Okay? USC. Yes, they, they've had some bad results, but they're kind of back, right? So I think a 12-team format would have been really good this year. Now, most years, all these teams aren't this good. There's a lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of older quarterbacks, and I think when a lot of them leave this year, there, there's going to be you know a drop-off with the, the, the top, right? But... I, I think there's a lot of really, really good teams um, in the top 12. I don't think you can do that every year, though. Like, you know, some years, some of these, like, three-win Iowa teams that average 2.3 yards per play um, would be, like, right there outside the 12. You know? Not handing out PHL gear to the trick or treaters? No, uh, I, uh, I I don't know how much they love that. <laughs> I hand them a I hand them I hand them a bug band. They're like, this isn't Skittles. This isn't Snickers. Uh, a lot of the kids in my neighborhood already have my merch though, um, which is cool. We had a huge football game um, today, and it was crazy. Anyone know what's going on with uh, Kai Bates? Says Reed. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Jared says, I'd be down for a 14-team playoff today. True. True. And for those that get that joke, I will explain it. With us being ranked number 14, I'm certainly down. Simply says, when I was eight years old, a lady told us that if we did not get out of her door trick-or-treating, she would have you eating grass like a cow. <laughs> Oh, Jared says, was that Les Miles' house? Eat grass. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'll respond to uh, the great player X's comment about the NIL and the portal. But first... PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management 
commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. So... I think a 12-team playoff would um, is is not going to kill the sport. I don't. I just think four is so much better. I really do. I really, really, really do. I think six would be the perfect number. Eight would be fine. Twelve is a lot. Twelve is a lot. Okay. Twelve is a lot. So a few of you want to talk some more Wingo. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, so let's chat a little bit about Makai and Wingo. We know, I know we did yesterday a lot on um, the episode. How big of a loss is this? It's massive. It's just massive. Um, you know, there's just no other way around it. Like, I think Mason Smith and Jordan Jefferson have played really well, and that should be our starting duo. And obviously, you know, Jacoby and Guillory uh, can give us some snaps. But, man, it's it's going to be hard in this game in particular. And then having to play Florida, who's really good at running the football. Okay? Um, not as good as they were last year because they lost Osiris Torrance. But, yeah, I mean, you know, not having Wingo is huge. I still think Zion Alexander uh, for this game is the larger loss. But you know, let's let's see what the let's see what some youth can do. Let's see let's see what we can do with what we have. Okay. Um I I I I'm I'm a believer in what we have on the defensive line. Not so much at D B because well we haven't been good there anyway, you know, with, with everyone there. But I'm perfectly fine with no Denver Harris. I am perfectly fine with no Deuce Chestnut. Okay. I'll I'll go back to this. Okay. Denver Harris made to me the biggest mistake of the season. Okay. The missed tackle on Trey Harris when we were up by nine. You make that tackle. Oh Miss is going for it on, on fourth and two, fourth and three. Or they're punting, okay? And if, if if they punt, which I doubt that they do, they're down by nine. That was a relatively routine play. So, you know, I, I, I just go, I just go back to that, right? I go back to Deuce Chestnut. Th- those guys just haven't played well. And look, you know, when you don't, when you don't play well you're just not going to play okay um so i understand that there are a lot of people frustrated because there were such high profile transfers but you know what what i think happened to the secondary going into the season okay we knew that the unit was getting torched okay i said that repeatedly leading in uh, my sources at practice and just in general 
that I did not like the secondary going into the season, okay? Let me be very clear, though, as uh, we move forward. It also got very unlucky, right? Even if you're getting torn up in practice, you would think someone will emerge. Someone. And Zion Alexander kind of has a corner. But we have just had the worst luck with there with, with injuries, right? J.K. Johnson, obviously Greg Brooks, Zion Alexander now. And sometimes you can have a championship-level offense, but you got to have the injury luck. You just got to have it. We've had it on offense, right? We've had a lot of good luck on offense. Defensively, not so much, okay? If you go back, you look at the, you know, the great LSU teams, they had a lot of injury luck go their way. You know, like, obviously 2019 had the best injury luck you'll find. Um, you need it, all right? It's a good question. I want to shout out Johnny Five, man. You've been rocking with me for so long. I really do appreciate it, man. I always like this. Shout out Johnny Five and Gail. Give me one name, Carter, from the DB position that will impact against Bama. Let's go Major Burns. Let's go Major Burns. Big game for Major Burns. Coming up in the Alabama game. Okay. So, if there is something, you take a look at the last two years LSU's played Alabama. Well, what happened the last two years? Well, you had DBs play magnificent. Like at an unfreaking believable level in the game versus Alabama, right? Jarek had a really good season. By far, his best game was against Alabama, right? Our entire secondary had a really good game against Alabama. The year before, who remembers Cam Lewis, right? Cam Lewis um, was a six year DB out of, out of North Louisiana. And well, he had that huge sack, huge, huge sack on Bryce Young uh, to, to keep us in that game. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully somebody says, look, this is my time. This is my time. To do the daggum thing. Okay. Here's a good question uh, for B. Weinman about the Alabama wide receiver play. This is an undeniable fact. They are better this year at the wide receiver position. They just are. Okay. Um, they're a little bit more like purely vertical. Um, their tight end, Nye Black, has, has been good. And I lost a lot, too. Got drafted by the 49ers. Um, 
but their receivers are, are their actual wide receivers are playing really well right now. Burton in particular is a really good football player who will play on Sundays. Okay. Oh, let me see. Make sure I didn't miss anything on Twitter. I uh, got one here on Instagram earlier today from Todd. Bring this up tonight on the live stream. Okay. That his daughter, Rachel, is celebrating a birthday. So, happy birthday to you, Todd. That's it, Todd. Rachel, happy birthday to you. All right. What's the injury report on the refs? That's a good question. Have they corrected their Bama vision for the game? Yeah. I don't know. The Missouri game was so poorly refed. Uh, Against LSU. Florida State game was fair. Almost game I felt was fair too. Okay. Um, Missouri game was just an abomination uh, of the highest order. Okay. Um, the Bama game it can get weird. It can always get weird. Okay. Obviously, the Patrick Peterson call is what we remember the most. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you, you tell me. You, you, you tell me. If Bama only had one penalty last week versus Tennessee, one, and it was a penalty that actually helped them. Let's go to Johnny Five here. He's a big Latarence Welsh believer. I am too. Okay, when it comes to the ball skills and actually playing defensive back and defending a wide receiver, the issue is the tackling. Okay, the tackling is is it's got to be better. If he tackles well, he's one of the best corners in our on on our team, right? Ball skills, he, he's up there. I mean, he's really good, like just in simple coverage, but. You know, there's there's more to it than just that. I will say Omar Spates is playing better. So that is something going in the right direction for LSU. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, it's just true when it comes to the playoff making so much more money. Like, the discrepancies are absolutely insane. Like, these six New Year's Bowls. Um, make more money than all the other bowl games combined, and it's not close. Um, so yeah, you know, playoff games just make so much more money. They they just do. Um, plus, we're we're American, right? In American sports, uh, we have an affinity for playoffs, right? Uh, even though you don't make a whole lot of sense in MLB and NBA, um, but the World Series is actually happening while I'm doing this live stream. Um, 
they still have them, right? Because they draw huge ratings and they make money. Okay. Jason said, "Did you, uh, y'all give him the good candy?" <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason for his Halloween candy that he that he gives out, he gives out those little dum dums, you know, like those little dum dums, and they're not even his. He just walks into a random doctor's office and just scrapes them in his bag, saying they'll never notice. And why is it that every doctor's office has those little dum dum, like? Why can't you just have peppermints like everybody else? No, they got the little, little dum dums. I saw one of the, I saw a little bucket of dum dums, um, at the dentist, and I was like, wait, that's a, it's probably the last thing you want if you just had your teeth checked out. Yeah, let's um, let's get a head start on your next appointment. Let's get something that that rips your teeth out. What if you saw like the what is it uh, the the candy that's hard that it feels like when you bite into it it feels like your teeth are are about to come out. What is it, Mambas or it's not Laffy Taffy, is it? Good song too. Uh, Laffy Taffy's have a have a good easy texture to rip apart. Yes, now and later. That's it. I'm like a Jolly Rancher because I stay. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good song. Girl, shake that Laffy Taffy. What's up, Shorty? I appreciate all your support recently, man. Honestly, I don't know what this is that you're holding. I, I think this is either a power wash thing or a very long drill either way okay uh, uh he says what if, what what if toviano and hughes go out there and they just dominate obviously it's a good thing but it's also a not so good thing. And one thing I give Brian Kelly a lot of credit about is when you're the head coach, and, and this is what I truly do believe why so many head coaches fail. Okay. One thing that I felt like I got a little bit better with, with age and I owe once again, my philosophy professor, my freshman year, uh, Francis Rafoul, he's a Frenchman. Okay. He really hammered home like there's so many things that you could just be wrong about, right? There's an infinite am- amount of better possibilities when it comes to anything you do in life, right? You could live in a better city. There's an infinite amount of cities, there's an infinite amount of better jobs you can have. Uh, so on and so on and so on. It's obviously, you know, your situation and your perspective. Okay. Head coaches are so stuck in their ways, right? They're so stuck in how they believe the game should operate. And that's how you get your butts kicked, right? Life evolves, the game evolves, sports evolve, right? You know, 
David Robinson would be a second round pick. Uh, and he's probably not the best reference. He, he, he probably would have been a beast. Now he would have probably learned how to shoot, but still the game changes, right? Um, one thing Brian Kelly has done a really good job of as he's aged is changing his process, right? Changing how, you know, he looks at football roster building, uh, how he goes about his decision-making, right? He is very fourth down analytics kind of guy like me. Okay. Um, and I also don't think he is afraid to just play players that are just better. I will say though, it does seem he likes to push back on playing true freshmen in particular. Okay. So it's it seems it's it seems like a lot, right? Like if you're pushing back against uh you know playing younger players, you know what what I would say, let's let's just say Toviano and Hughes do go out there and they just dominate. Well, we would need to see other games first because Alabama, of course, has no film on Toviano and Hughes, so it's impossible. But if they do, you need to reevaluate everything, right? So um, so yeah, th- those things are important. Let's see. Let's go to Lauren. She lets go. Perfect timing because I drive back to Austin from visiting my Mimi in San Antonio. I love it. (laughs) My Mimi. I love that. I've heard of Mimi. Like, what is that? My wife calls her mother Mimi. But isn't a Mimi supposed to be a, a grandmother? Either way, Lauren, I hope you drive back safe. Shout out Austin, Texas. I love Austin. I've not been in a while, though. I've never been to San Antonio. Charles Barkley has not done a good job selling your city, San Antonio. But I do want to see Zion versus Wimby. But I love Austin. Me, me, me and Sib are going to go to get some Joe Black's barbecue, man. That is still top, uh, top five meal I've ever had in my life. Still can't believe I got mentioned. Sub mentioned. 
on the Toledo game tonight. I don't even know who won. That's kind of cool. I would have, I would have, I would have gone nuts if they would have said my name. Nuts. But shout out to Aaron Murray. Got to go to the Riverwalk. Yeah, Terry Blacks. Did I say Joe Blacks? Terry Blacks. Uh, so Hooks. You, so Hooks lives in Austin. We have a lot of Austin viewers. Uh, shout out to you, Hooks. So we can all do a PHO meetup at Terry Blacks, man. I've been craving it, man. So one one thing that that pissed me off. I, I should have. Sometimes my lack of planning gets to me. They have Terry Blacks in Dallas now, and for our bachelor trip, I wanted to go to. I wanted to have barbecue somewhere, and I didn't think I was like, man, they they might have a. I didn't know like where a Texas barbecue place was, so we went to some kind of place. If you go to a barbecue place at lunch and and it's not packed, leave. If you're not at a barbecue place during like a busy hour and it's not at least a ten minute wait, you're going to overpay for mid, right? You you, you you've got you you've got to go somewhere where you got to be a little patient. Okay, that's part of the experience, right? You awkwardly look at everyone and look at the. 20 people in front of you. They're all wearing on clouds um, and and khaki shorts, and they're trying to decide between the brisket or the, the burn ends or whatever. Hooks, if we if if we go, the, the beef ribs are on you. The beef ribs are a little uh a little high. I want to try the beef ribs though. The thing is, I don't want to pay like that much for the beef ribs and then not actually, you know, get like the, the, the burn ends and, and all the other things. So county line. OK, so Franklin's is the one that always has the long line. That's like the most famous, like that's where. Um, the presidents have gone. I know Obama's gone. I know Bush is gone. I know Kanye uh, uh, went. And I know, I think there was something like with Kanye not trying to skip the line. Okay. All right. So, Hooks, you hear that? You hear that? Uh, uh, Sibs, Hooks got us for the beef ribs. Let's go. Beef ribs on hooks. And I know there might be somewhere better than Terry Black's. Okay. But I have heard I've I have heard Salt uh, Salt Lick is elite. Let's see. Something else. I've been very blessed, y'all. Um, getting to do more like hosting DJ kind of things, which is always cool. And uh, I I need those blessings. So y'all y'all keep me in your thoughts. And it's, it's been crazy. Let's go hooks, Michael. Is this your first time ever commenting? I think I've seen you before. So Superlea, are you a uh, Austinite as well? 
Danny Girl, thank you so much for your generosity. We'll go to you next. Um, and Danny, whatever topic you want to mention, we'll go straight to it. And we're going to go take it one step further. Danny's been rock with us for a while. So, Danny is going to be getting a Josh Williams card in the mail from yours truly. We'll send this out first thing tomorrow. Thank you, Danny. And you get to pick the next topic. Wanted to give something out tonight. Uh, Danny, I'll text you if you prefer another player. I could send you that player as well. So, here we go. Let's go uh, to Danny's uh, text here. We are fans and hard on players, but these are still kids and humans, not just last names and numbers. These kids on defense watch a coach leave, then another coach collapse on the field, had their team leader go down and fight death before their eyes, then had their worst performance against Ole Miss right after the Brooks news broke. Sometimes you have to remember these coaches are humans. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, right? Like, you know, for me, like if I say like this player is messing up like on a film study or just in general, I try to be as nice as I possibly can. So always understand I'm fully behind these players. I put my own money uh, into, you know, their cards, autographs, memorabilia and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, shout out uh, all the players that play for LSU. You know, if you've worn the LSU purple and gold, it takes a lot for me to not like you, right? Like, it just does. You gotta you gotta do a lot. Like transfer to Alabama. But then again, how mad are we at Elias Ricks? It did not end up hurting us at all. And it ended up making actually turning into one of the most iconic moments in recent LSU history. Right? Um, and Elias Ricks is a Liverpool fan, so I'm always going to love him for that. Anyone, it's football games. So, you know, anybody that anybody that plays at LSU, okay, anyone that plays at LSU, I'm a fan. Doesn't matter who, okay? Doesn't matter who. But, yeah, it's important. It's very important. Keep that in mind, right? Um. Yeah, I try, I try not. Uh, you know, one thing. One thing I think that's uh, one, one thing I think that's a little overboard is when you get into like you, know, you get really personal. Yeah, make I I do think it's a I. I yeah, they, they are getting paid. But they're they're not professionals. Uh, they're not professionals, okay? If they were professionals, they wouldn't need to go to class, right? Uh, but they are, they are getting compensated officially now. It is crazy, though. I, I I will I will say this once again I know we've we've turned the page here. 
you know, the, the some of the Jaden comments were absolutely absurd <laughs> that that I've read on here, uh, that have that I've gotten in messages, and I it was just crazy. It was a it was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um so yeah. Okay. One thing Connor is tired of hearing is fans saying coaches should be fired for not getting particular recruits or having recruits flip. Okay. Depends on the coach. Depends on the coach. Okay. You know, someone mentioned, you know, we were talking about Mike Dimbrock earlier about recruiting. I just don't care too much about a coordinator's ability to recruit. Doesn't matter. Yes. But your job as a play caller is so much more important than your job as a recruiter. Now, if you're a position coach, your job as a recruiter is more important than your actual coaching in my mind. Now, both are important. Okay. But you know, you got to crew. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just how it is. Got to crew. Connor, I, I, the issue with 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 that, okay, is the salaries. All right, not pocket watching here. Like like I've always said with. Uh, some of these LSU assistant salaries, not pocket watching. They deserve that money. Um, they're, they're at a multi-million dollar institution. They deserve to get paid what they get paid at a top five college football program. With that said, you as a position coach make as much as a lot of non-power five head coaches do, right? So you take a look at, we, we have, Five assistants that make north of 850k a year. All right, that's about what a Sun Belt head coach makes per year. About, um, if I'm not mistaken, could totally be wrong. Um, so you know, the these position coach jobs are so coveted, right? Like. So many coaches would just leave at the at the drop of a hat. Okay, drop of the hat to, to to go somewhere else. Jared says he doesn't even like recruiting. I, it's not my favorite thing. It's probably not like a top three or four favorite thing I do on here. Okay. 
Um, it's just it's, I know some people like it. I will also say that a lot of people that cover recruiting like covering recruiting because of the clicks and how much more interest it draws, right? Like, for example, um, you know, when when Blake went to go do the Decorian Moore thing, okay, there were so many people in his chat, like so many. And I mean, it was interesting because, you know, we was going to do it. I, you know, I, I Blake's obviously one of my best friends. There are so many things that can go wrong when you go do something like that. One thing he didn't mention was the chat. Like, the chat gets so wild over a kid's recruiting announcement. And I never quite get it, right? It's, And it's people that you never see in actual college football chats. All they care about are these recruiting announcements, okay? It's so weird to me. So, so, so weird. Um, you know, we do have one coming up, Keelan Moses. Uh, he's a 2025 four-star linebacker. So not this recruiting class and next. Obviously, his brother was Dylan Moses, who was on the cover of ESPN. He went to Alabama, had a good career at Alabama, got hurt a lot, and, you know, his career basically ended after Alabama. And he's probably going to pick LSU. And he's got a big announcement coming up. And he's actually doing something pretty smart. Like, he's doing an announcement at the halftime of, like, a, a high school basketball game. And the school is able to charge, like, $8 a head if you want to go. That's good for the school. That's good giving back to the school. I don't know if he's getting a cut of that. I, he should. But, uh, <laughs> um. You know, I, I, I just find it weird. I do, I find it very weird that these people are coming in and that they just sit in the chat and they're trying to guess where these kids are gonna go, and then they're just done, and then it's on to the next announcement. So weird, right? So weird. It it is nothing more than getting excited about a kid, a seventeen or eighteen year old kid making a choice. Now you should get excited when they choose. Your school, okay? You should also not get mad when they don't choose your school, right? Don't get mad at them personally. But, yeah, it's a lot of it's weird. Okay? A lot of it. Get Gordon. Kane's chicken. Shout him out. That's what you're going to do. In the next five to ten, we'll get to as many questions as we possibly can. But if you do Super Chat, we'll go straight to it. Okay? Cali born boot raised. Welcome to the channel. Appreciate you. 
TJ, what's good, man? How, re- how relevant is recruiting now that they have loosened the strings on the portal? Players come and go so fast now. Pause. I just focus on the guys on the field. Okay. One position where high school recruiting matters is the offensive line. Okay, that's why I went so crazy if you missed it on Thursday night when, you know, I got the alert that Weston Davis committed. In fact, one of you guys were chatting about it in the chat. You you can't build your offensive line through the portal. It, you just can't. The numbers, <laughs> you just can't. Um, and if we were to go down the list and you look at, you know, this team, a good number of the guys are high school recruits. There's a lot of different ways you could skin a cat, though, right? Like Florida State is a team full of transfers, right? Their quarterback, transfer. Two best receivers, transfers. Two best offensive linemen, transfers. Um, second best DT, transfer. Both their best linebackers, transfers. Best corner, transfer. So let's take a look at our team. All right. All five of our linemen are high school recruits. Running back, quarterback, transfers, mixed with high school recruits and running back. All the receivers outside of one, transfers. Um, Aaron Anderson, transfer. It's a little bit different, though. Defensive line, lots of transfers. Jack, all transfers. Linebacker, one's a transfer. DBs, mostly transfers. So, you're all right, Michael B. That's so much of what you do as a portal, and that's how it's going to be moving forward. You also just got to pay up. You know, you just got to pay them, right? If there's a guy with good college film, enters a portal, you you got to pay. Yeah, that's all there is to it. You you, you got to pay. Yes, Jared. Uh, the Bayou Collective is um, one of the big ones. It is a big one for LSU. Okay. Swinson, Smith, Jefferson, Jones, as a part of Carvis' Super Chant here, is what he would do to start up front. I, I, I'm fine with starting OV. Um, had a really good game versus Alabama last year um, while I was at Texas, so I'm fine with OV there. Guillory Shand, OV rotates. Okay. Welsh Ryan on the outside. Toviano at the nickel, Burns near the line, Sam deep. So I don't mind seeing Toviano some at the nickel, but Harold Perkins is our nickel uh, outside linebacker um, now. But I do think you'll see Toviano get his chance. I do. Carvis wants to see Major Burns more in the box. Okay. Sam deep. I think you're going to see them both playing back. I think you're going to see a lot of too high. So... But yeah, you know, I'm I'm fine with mixing in a lot of this, right? Obviously, 
the key is Smith and Jefferson, right? With no Wingo, those guys have got to be big. Because if those guys are big, we don't need to commit as many guys to the box. And we're going to get to play more conservative, right? Yeah, Jared, it's it's very legit, right? I can help you out. Uh, Peggy, what's good? Peggy's my homie. That's true, Cliff. Don't tweet at recruits. It's it's always strange. It should never happen. Now, if you know the kid and you're being encouraging, yes, but you should never tweet anything negative. Okay? Now, if they come punch you in your face, it's a little bit different. So never say never. Or if they walk up and are mean to you. Yeah, TJ, that's one that LSU should not have lost. That's all there is to it. You should never lose a game up nine in the fourth quarter. You should never do that. But it happened. Sage has played better recently. So hopefully that continues. Now, how much better? We'll really see on Saturday. Now, I see something absurd. Okay. So, I tweeted this out earlier. It's getting uh, passed around. This is not my film breakdown. Okay. This is not. But I wanted to show you this. Okay. All right. This is Joe Goodberry. Okay. Make sure the volume's down. Let me know if y'all hear this or not. Y'all got to see this. Okay. It's just absurd, man. It's Nick Bosa. Like the best, one of the best pass rushers on the planet. Man, I got to watch this whole game with my dad. It made me so freaking happy. That's him getting hit by Fred Warner. Look at that. Look at that, dude. Look at that. Our boy is back. T. Higgins. This is so absurd. We'll do it one more time. You just, you, you can't play quarterback better than this. Like, this is prime Joe Burrow. I mean, this is up there with, like, the Jefferson play versus, uh, to, to Georgia. Switching the ball to the left hand so he can stiff him off, stiff arm, 
Nick, that just makes that's just so stupid, man. Joe, 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 you filthy animal. Look at this. Shout out Joe Goodberry. That's an awesome breakdown. Man, I'm so glad I got to watch another Joe performance with my pots, man. Ain't nothing like it. Got to go meet Joe earlier this year with my dad. Got to see that. I mean, that's just so good. Let me know if y'all like that. Or was it just me? Was it just me enjoying that? Um, Dwayne, what's up, man? Would I just focus on bringing as much pressure as possible at this point, get be deep, and give the offense more possessions or force a mistake? Yeah, the opposite. The, 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 the total, total, total opposite. I don't mind playing off. I don't mind it. I know that pisses everybody off. Okay? Force them to run on you. I know our rush defense is bad. It's not good. There's not really anything we do well defensively. Okay? Perk is one of the few things we are truly elite at defensively. His existence. Um, and look, there are guys on this defense that have had big big moments. And we are playing better. I, I'll give him that. Okay? But do we pressure some? Yeah, absolutely we pressure some. I will say this. The pocket presence of Jalen Milrow is not the best. Okay, that's not his absolute best suit. I think he can sink into a few sacks that he doesn't need to. I also think their receivers... Against Arkansas, they had some big drop issues. Okay. Um, but I keep going back to this with Alabama. I, I would say Burton is an elite weapon now. I think he's playing at a really high level. Really, really high level. I don't know, though, if you... Like, he's not Malik. He's not, like, one of these Julio Jones types that can go out there and just win a freaking game, right? So the one thing, TJ, you should not do in this situation is give them, like, touchdowns unabated into the end zone. Show resistance, okay? Dwayne, I appreciate all your support over the years, man. It goes a long way, man. It really, really, really does. Let's see. I'm still kind of shocked that Missouri is ranked ahead of LSU. Like, 
Let, let me just show you this really quickly. Okay. Who you beat matters. Who has Missouri beaten? Quite literally, no one. All right. So these nobodies that they've beaten, how many of these games have they beaten down the team that they played? Well, Vanderbilt, they took care of business. Vanderbilt's terrible. South Carolina, they're terrible. Okay. Kentucky, sure. They were down 14-0. They did end up pulling away. Give them credit for that. But, I mean, give me a little bit more signature victories here. You know, you barely survived Middle Tennessee State. And I have been more pro-Missouri than most. Bet their overwin total last year. Did the same thing this year. Okay. Let's go to JJ. Hey, that's why I love JJ. He reminds you to take a look at the poll question. It's always tough to be where I am and take a look at the poll question. 72% of you say LSU is not making the college football playoff this year. Very interesting. That's a good question. Deep shots of Burton. And also look for the deep shots. Michael B to Isaiah Bond. Everett O has Bama winning 38-31. I could see that. I could see it. Let me ask you this. All right, before we skedaddle here, I'll do the I'll do the call out again. Next five minutes, I'll answer as many as I possibly can. All right, that's true, Dwayne. I'm always here for you, man. Especially you. You you've been rocking with me. I think Dwayne, you've been with me two and a half, three years now, and I don't think we've been here that much longer than than three years. Uh, I, I appreciate you, Dwayne. I really, really, really do. You've been always there, man. Um, a- answer this for me. And, and you can answer this in a longer comment after this video is over. Or if you are still listening via podcast, whatever. Let me know how you feel about this Michigan scandal. Type Y for yes, this is a big deal. And type N, is this no big deal? As the great Katy Perry would say. That's one of her deeper cut songs. This is how we do, yeah. I shouldn't be singing Katy Perry because she's an Ole Miss fan and she hates us. But do you think this is a big deal? Be honest. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. Okay. Now, 
Danny, this is true. You're right. It might not be a, a big deal in the grand scheme of things because the NCAA is very slow to act. Okay. But my question isn't what you think will happen. How personally are you repulsed by the actions of Michigan? Do you think it's a big deal? Okay. Here's here's what I'll say. Is this the worst scandal I've ever seen? No. No. It is true. All teams steal signals. More people entrenched who have played the game and coached are a little bit more laissez-faire about this, right? They're they're a little bit more, eh, it's not really that big a deal. Deion Sanders, of course, says, still got to go out there and stop him. But now we have this guy on the sideline, potentially, allegedly, incognito for Central Michigan game. The weird thing about college football is it is a sport where there are so many mother effers on the sideline. There are so many people just chilling on the sideline. Like, there's over 100 people, if you're at home, on a sideline. The only thing that's not been said at all, has anyone even seen Trey Bradford on the sideline? I don't know. You know, you're only at the mercy of the camera angles. There are so many things that you, you could see and not see. I sometimes wonder if there are people sitting on the LSU sideline that are just wearing an LSU polo and some khakis and they just chill. Okay. Let's go to Bob. What's up, Bob? Good to see you. Look at him. Wood. I like the wood grain, man. That's good, Bob. Every house that has a lot of wood grain has a good whiskey cabinet. So, whiskey or bourbon, either one. Get out. Get out that Woodward Reserve, Bob. You you think it's a big deal because the controversy could impact the results. My main question, I should have been more clear at the beginning. How, how personally repulsed are you by this? Like, you you... Are you personally offended, right? And this isn't, you know, not that offended is not the right word. Basically, do you think this is something not nefarious, but like serious? What I think happened here. Is I personally always like to see if I could pick up something. Yeah, I talked about, and then you can rewind this at the very beginning. When I watch an ESPN broadcast, and you'll see it like on the film study, I like to get as much information as I possibly can. Right. So, if you're just joining us, there was um, a play in the Toledo Buffalo game that. Uh, that that happened tonight. So this game's happening tonight. 
I tagged the ESPN broadcasters and they brought it up on the telecast. They put up a replay and they're like, oh crap, look that this actually was this actually should have been called. And it was a guy fumbling uh before he got into the end zone. So I like looking at little things and I like going to games because you are able to see more things at games than you could see on a telecast, right? So I could see like Connor Stallion saying, look, we're stealing signs anyway. A better way to do this would be if I was actually boots on the ground and actually seeing the process, which is something any one of you can do. All right. There's so much you can do at a game short of actually running on the field and don't do that at Alabama. Some kid got absolutely annihilated. Go to the games. Go to the games. Hayden, we'll see you, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll be live tomorrow at 6. Hayden, I better see you there. My guy, Seal. Harbaugh to Nola, and that'd be kind of cool. Michael B. says, get the helmet mics like the NFL problem solved. True, that's if you're running a huddle, though. If running no huddle, there still needs to be, you know, some kind of signal, right? Um, or you had to yell out the play to uh, the other players. But it's not coming from, you know, sideline. It is a little bit different. But you're right. Helmet mics do help alleviate the problem. Okay. Oh, I lean back. Well, you want to know why the online church, I do that? It's because I am a big, fat Joe fan. Yeah, that's a bad joke. I'll try not to do it as much. It's just because I'm just so boisterous. So when I lean back, I'll just raise my voice. I appreciate the, I appreciate the feedback, man. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to get a little Britney Spears earpiece, the snake around. Should I say, well-renowned author, Britney Spears. She probably didn't write a good bit of that book, uh, but still. My wife is loving the book. Shout out to Brittany. That comment might have been toxic. Okay. But yeah, you know, I, I could see him just being like, uh, like an overzealous guy and it just got out of control. I don't know. Right? The Michigan Manifesto he wrote, the whole thing, it's... It's strange, okay? Now, the debate is how much does Har did Harbaugh know about this? <sighs> you know, it's so hard being a head coach of a college football program. It is so much harder than I think every other job. I really do think so. Every other coaching job is has its own, you know, challenges. Being the head coach of a major college football program there's just so much crap you got to do. I mean, there's so many things you're responsible for. Um, 
You would like to think he knows. He, he knew. He knew this was going on. Okay. Um. But I don't know. I honestly don't know. Learn a different language like Colt Brennan did to prevent. The, I didn't know Colt Brennan did this. And you're right, R.I.P. Colt Brennan. I saw Colt Brennan play in that Sugar Bowl. Okay. God, Colt Brennan was a freaking beast. It's kind of crazy, though. Like, Colt Brennan played in that Sugar Bowl, and there was so much hype around Colt Brennan. But that was that Matthew Stafford, no Sean Marino team. They were good. They were good. Mm. Yeah, TJ, there's so many like little things about this case. And a lot of it how did it all start? I think it was a hacking, right? Um, let me say this, and this goes for any program that you may or may not be a fan of, okay? There is so much that happens in every college football program that you never hear about, okay? That you never, ever, ever hear about. Some things are wild. Some things are minor. Uh, some things are of consequence. Some things aren't really of much consequence at all. Colt learned Samoan and we'll call it. Oh, that's so cool. Colt Brennan's such a beast, man. College football. I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, you honestly can't beat this product. You just can't. You just can't. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah, Michael B., it's going to be really hard, though, for the NCAA to levy a penalty five years from now because they will cease to exist. So, yeah, I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't. To a certain extent. Okay. How detailed their sign stealing operations were. Just seeing some of the play sheets of, of the signs that they had. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. JJ, it'll be next season. And shout out to JJ. He was at the game this weekend. Or not this weekend. A lot of you are like, wait, what game this weekend? He was at the game last weekend. There he is. Shout out to JJ. Good to see you, man. Glad you had a good time.
You want to see something crazy? So this was one of my college buddies. Um, he became like a big like TikTok star, and here he is right here with uh, David Tom's, Jack Nicholas, Annika Sorenstam, and the guy in the red. I think his name is Luke Donald. He's a golfer too. I thought that was pretty freaking crazy. Okay. Let me show you this as well. Okay. Here's the baby's costume. She was a glizzy. There she is. Huh? 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 Look at her. That's so good. Happy Halloween to you guys. Let's keep going with JJ. Since him and the wife are going to the Florida game as well, man, coming off a Bama win would make the atmosphere electric. Go Tigers. Yeah, so we were going to the the, the Florida game. Um, but uh, we're likely not going. Okay. Um, Haley got a pretty cool opportunity, and uh, she does makeup. So... You know, going to games, I love going to games. I do. And I was so excited to go to the Arkansas game with her earlier this year. Um, But, God, there are a lot. There are a lot. Well, like, I don't mind sitting in traffic or anything like that. It's just with all the post-game stuff, doing the film studies, doing all the SEC stuff. Uh, so, there you go. We've got two OGs. Love some Z, but you miss Bug? Shout out Bug, R.I.P. Long live Booger. Ha, ha, ha. And Bug the dog. That is so crazy. Yeah, Bug always look forward to jumping on the live stream. R.I.P. I will say Joe Burrow does have Bug bands. I gave him plenty. So if he, I know he wears a ton of those bands. Paul Skeens wears uh, his PHO bands. Don't hate me. TJ says he wants to make it to the swamp one day. Ah. Uh. 
it's an elite college football atmosphere, right? It it is. They're better SEC cities, though. I'm serious. Like I'm definitely going to the Arkansas game next year, right? Um, in Fayetteville. I don't know if Jared is still in here or not. He went to the Arkansas game uh, the year before. It's awesome. Arkansas, the Fayetteville is just a great college city. It 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 just is. Like, you know, it's it are you are you going to be sitting in like the best college football atmosphere? No, but I mean, it's still an SEC really fun atmosphere. Um, you know, their baseball and their basketball atmosphere is is what they're really known for. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, their football their football is pretty pretty good too. Okay, not the actual product, but still, the Grove. Uh, yeah, I've not been to the Grove. In forever, I buds in Oxford, obviously, for the Rosillo thing. Um, but yeah, I saw that, Grant. I saw that. A former LSU swimmer is in the Final Four in Big Brother. He says, go Tigers. Yeah, I saw um, I saw he shouted out Fred's in a, in a thing recently, whenever he votes. That's cool. That's cool. All right, Todd, which one's better? I mean, th- there you go. You gotta tell me which 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 city's better. DJ, go next year, man. We'll, we can do something fun. We, we, we could we could set up, do a show, do a live show there. Uh on my SEC channel, you wanna know the truth? So Arkansas fans are by far the 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 most populated on my SEC channel. The second most popular fan base has become Tennessee. Like, Tennessee fans love my stuff. I've done a lot of Joe Milton stuff. I've been very uh, hard on Joe Milton. Leave it to Kentucky to make the guy look like the second coming. Okay. JJ's going to Fayetteville. Going to the Hill. Let me ask you this. How mad? Well, actually, I could say this for a topic tomorrow. We'll do it again. Grant's obviously been super chatting a bunch, so we'll keep going. Next five to ten minutes, we'll keep it going. Uh, don't forget tomorrow at six, one hour live stream. I know, TJ. Meet the Tennessee super fan. I love it. 
I love when and on my SEC channel, like I don't like normally wear like my PHL stuff, but I still like, let, let me ask you guys this. I know like my head's kind of blocking it and like the chat's kind of blocking this, but y'all can clearly see like Jaden Daniels and like Joe Burrow back here, right? You can clearly see LSU stuff. And I like this beautiful face is like the most focus. But like if you tune into a stream, you're not really paying attention to it. Like I move these cards around all the time. I got a Jamar Chase right here, but I know you can't really see the players. Craig Stelts right here. It's 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 strange. It's like very, very, very uh, strange that people think I'm a fan of the other teams. And I'm like, wait. Don't you see? And like my Power LSU stuff is kind of like linked on the SEC channel. But no. One thing I've not been called as a Kentucky fan. I also truly do. Uh, also, I truly do believe the um, the craziest fans are the Tennessee fans. I do. You think Tennessee can beat Georgia this year? Oof. So we're going to the swamp. Let's do it. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I, but 08 was a testy. 08 was a bad game for me to go to. We got blown out and. It was after the 07 beatdown and all the Tebow trolling, right? It was a lot. 08 was a was 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 tough. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow. I will be chatting in the Discord for a little bit, so come on over. Player X is always in there. Jared's gonna be over there. And we'll see you over there. Sign on out, patreon.com slash LSU football. The weather's getting colder. So get your PHO merch now. PowerHourLSU.com. Oh. Shout out to our super chatters. Arthur started us off today. Sibley, every time he's on here, he's dropping $20. I appreciate you. Carvis, TJ, Grant, JJ, Grant, and our top super chatter coming in via Venmo and Cash App is a tie between Jared and Danny Girl. I want to say thank you to both of you. So much. Uh, like I always say, please watch on YouTube. But if you can, go um, like, subscribe, five-star review on Spotify and iTunes. It goes a long way. Hey.
Hit us. Power. Our. L issue. Bam. And tonight, I know it's Halloween, and everybody's going to be eating their Snickers. They're going to be eating their Twix. They're going to be eating their Skittles. They're going to be eating their Milky Ways. I understand it's Halloween. But did you know what day of the week it is? It is a Tuesday. And the words of famous philosopher LeBron James Taco Tuesday. Ha, 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 ha. It's tacos, baby. Let's go. Chalupa City. Let's 